All right. Well, this is To The Point Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in today. Sorry it's been a few weeks. I've had a lot going on, and uh, it's my fault. Really, we should have had it out anyways, but we didn't, so you're getting this three weeks later. But uh, thank you so much for listening to The Point Podcast. I'm your host, Colton, Pastor Colton Monin, and it is a privilege. Uh, I pray that this podcast adds a little bit of value to your life, that you're able to take just a little piece uh, of something that we say away from this today and apply it to your life to make you walk closer with Christ. So um, without further ado, hey, I have our great friend, Pastor James Armstrong. (laughs) Today is our guest, so make him feel welcome we love you so let me tell you about pastor james real quick i'm gonna introduce him let me honor him a little bit the way that he leads his family the way that he leads really everyone i, I so 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 i've never seen you not lead anyone wow. towards christ and i know you, we've all got a past right? right there's always been places in our lives where we haven't done that but every time right. i see you with anyone you're encouraging them, yes. you're building them up, and you're really being a light for Christ. And you do that so well in your family. And one thing that I've noticed is if it ain't right at home, it shows up in your life. Right. If it ain't right at home, and you've gotten it right at home. Oh, wow. So you're a great leader, a great mentor, a great friend. And I thank you for being on this podcast. Wow. And I thank you for being at Grace Point. And your dedication, your love for this church, your love for our bishop, yes, your love for our family. Wow. And you, I mean, you're awesome. And they don't make them like you. <laughs> wow. They don't make them like you, Pastor James. Yes, so God's doing a lot in your life. And uh, well, before we just go into so we're going to talk about uh, ministry in the workplace because you do that phenomenally. You. you do that awesome. And I want to talk about... Um, how how that should look in our life. So so if I'm at work nine to five, whatever my work hours are like, mm-hmm. and if I'm around non-Christians, what should my life represent? What should my life look like? But before we get to that, won't you introduce yourself? Just tell us a little bit about your you and your wonderful family and where you came from and how much you love me and I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, first off, uh, hello everyone. Uh, I am uh, James Armstrong. Um, uh, I'm grateful for everything that I've heard Pastor Colton say. Um, I guess sometimes, you know, when people say things about you, it's hard for you to see it, you know, but I am grateful that I am able to be seen in uh the light that he sees me in and uh, other people. So I am grateful for that. It always um, makes me feel weird when people start talking good really? about you. <laughs> wow. Well, you seen it last night. You started talking good about me last yes, night to that guy. Yes, and it's yes. just, it is. It's kind of weird for me because I, I don't know. Yes, it just, yes. it just, but okay, keep going, keep going. You're um, awesome. Well, I do want to um, talk about, you know, um, Pastor Colton a little bit. You know, he did mention, you know, they don't make them like they make me anymore. Um, I have to say the same about him. I mean, they really don't make him, make him like they make him. Um, every time I see him, um, I see uh, the Spirit of God. You know, every time I'm in his presence, I can feel, you know, the, the Spirit of Christ. And that's what you want to, that's what you want to bring, you know, to the table. That's what you want to bring in any place that you enter. Uh, so I'm grateful for him and his family. And like he said before, you know, uh, what's done at home, will it will show. And uh, I see 
uh, a great relationship within him and his wife. And I can say that because of how they interact when they are away from home and when they are in front of people. You can tell mm-hmm. that it's not a show. Mm-hmm. Love is it's so pure. So I'm, 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 I'm honored, you know, to say that he can be an example for so many, uh, even for myself, you know, how he interacts with his, his with his son, you know, Ezra, you know, so a, a lot of things, you know, uh, his response when he hits the, the pulpit, you know, it's one thing that he always say, says that always, and I'm going to use the word blush. So y'all might be li- <laughs> laughing about that, but he always says at least five or six times how much he loves everyone. And it's so important to make sure that you do that. So that's something that I love. Reagan told me, she said, you got to stop. Exactly. That. Yeah. It's but I'm like telling you, you it's uh, too much. I call his wife uh, <laughs> Superwoman because she she's always came off so strong to me. But uh, Miss Reagan, I just want to tell you, it is good, you know, that your husband always reminds people uh, how much, you know, he loves them because it's, it's supposed to be an action. You know, but at the same time, mm, I'm, I'm, that's I'm grateful. Good. Yes, sir. I'm grateful. Supposed to be an action. To call Pastor Coach and my brother, you know, my friend. And as for me, um, <clears throat> I work hard to take care of my family. I work even harder uh, for the kingdom of God. I try to be a leader in uh, everything that I do. Um, um, of course, I go through the same things everybody else does. You know, the, the same struggles, you know, uh, wanting to believe in myself. But it's always a blessing to have, you know, people like Pastor Colton, you know, to, to pour into you, you know, to point out the things that it's hard for you to see. Um, I have a lovely wife. I have uh, three wonderful children, uh, Jaden, uh, Demetrius, and uh, Jordan. Uh, my son sings in the choir. Uh, my kids do whatever they can get their hands in, hands on or get into, you know, so I'm grateful for that. I really am. I'm grateful for being at uh, Grace Point. It's just like, uh, it's like a piece of heaven on earth. That's the best way that I can explain it uh, from what you see on the outside outside, and also what you see on the inside. So uh, grateful for that. That's 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 me, uh, Pastor James. Well, thanks, sir. Yes, I think sir. anybody could sit over here and you could honor him. You honor so well, man. You <laughs> honor so well. It's easy when you're speaking the truth. It really is. Yes, yes sir. sir. Well, thank you for that. So, all right, ministry in the workplace, it's a big deal, right? We have people that we come in contact with literally every single day that don't know Christ. Mm -hmm. How does my life need to look in order to draw people to him? Okay, well, the thing is this. um, God didn't ask for us to be perfect. Mm. But at the same time, when you carry, I mean, I'm going to call it the title or label, whatever you want to call it, of a Christian, it's a lot of things are expected. Yep. They do expect perfection from mm-hmm. you. They're not going to say it, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> every little thing you say, how you respond when you're angry, mm-hmm. all of that, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're expecting you to respond. Like they really are watching you. It's, it would never be said, but you're being watched 24 seven when you're at work. And at the same time, if you think about it in the workplace, this is where this, you actually spend at least 30%, you know, of your life, you know, with people that you work with because, yeah the hours that you work, you know, the time that you're away and you really yeah. spend most most of the time with them. So uh, relationships will be established. But at the same time, uh, our call is to win people to Christ. Right. So every time you walk in, in, in a room, that's exactly what's supposed to be exposed. That's what people are supposed to be able to see. Yeah. You know, so um, uh, ministry in the workplace is how I choose to live my life. And okay. people have to be able to see that. Yeah. Uh, how I respond to things at home. And how I respond to things in public, it has to be the same, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want to give 
the enemy a footstool in no area, you know, because what right. happens is if, say, for instance, you know, I've established this relationship with somebody on my job and then they see how I respond to my wife or somebody outside of that, that's going to be able to give them ammunition, get the enemy ammunition yeah. for something, yeah. you know, but how you walk at work, you know, you have to be able to show who Christ is in your life, how you right. respond to certain things. You have to be able to show who Christ is in your life and they have to be able to see it because this is their only opportunity sometimes for some people. Say that, see. say that one more time because I want people, I want to make sure everybody hears this right here. This is your only opportunity. For, this is some people's only opportunity to see who Christ really is and how yeah. uh, how Christ really works. Yeah. And it's going to be through how you walk, yeah. you know, how what God is doing in your There's life. There's something different on the inside of you that ain't in my life. Right. And I need to know what it is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what being a Christian is about. Now, let me ask yeah. you this because uh, 2021, it's a tangled jungle out there. Yes. It's wild. Yes, it is. Do you – have you seen – where the word or calling yourself a Christian automatically places some like a label of like hypocritical mm-hmm. over your life from other people. Now I've seen, um, I've seen like the word Christian. Like if you say that you're a Christian, non-believers automatically go, okay, well you're a hypocrite mm-hmm. because I've been around other Christians that have admitted it on a Sunday morning have admitted it on a Sunday night and a Wednesday night and will walk out of that place and beat their wife, cuss their kids out, drink a fifth of whatever to get them to sleep and do all of these bad stuff. I've seen this happen. So do you think, have you seen the word Christian, like when you call yourself a Christian, does that immediately turn people off? Because I knew one lady who she was like, you know what? I don't call myself a Christian anymore. It's like, what in the world? You don't call yourself a Christian? She said, I call myself a follower of Christ, mm. a follower of Christ, because a follower of Christ has, I mean, really no negative connotation of you being hypocritical. Right. What do you think about that? <clears throat> well, I have been in that position. I have. But for me, you know, everybody's different. I still made the decision to say, you know, I'm still going to call myself a Christian. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I look at it as as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I have an opportunity to prove to them that Mm. everybody is not the same. That's right. But if you look for perfection because of the title of a Christian, you know, you're going to fail every time for the things that you're choosing to see. Right. Mm -hmm. What happens when we put perfection on anyone pastor james because we're fallible yeah but we look at pastor john we say oh no he's the pastor of a church he's perfect Mm -hmm. we look at pastor james you've been doing this for a long time you oh that dude he should be perfect Mm -hmm. what happens whenever or marriage relationships when you look at the other person and you expect them to be perfect what have you seen happens in people's lives i've seen people get set up for failure Absolutely, really every have. time. I've seen people uh, run run the the other direction. Yeah, you know, because they feel like okay, if it couldn't work for him, how's it going to work for me? Yeah, you know, the the thing is, people don't get the opportunity to see all of the things that a person that choose to live their life, you know, for the kingdom of of, of God, they don't get a chance to see everything. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing, you know. So when they come into this, I always like to prepare. Prepare people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, new new Christians. Yes, sir. You know, just because you're choosing, you know, to to say that you're a Christian, you 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 went before God and you repented, you know, for all of your sins, and 
you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you know, it, I tell them that don't mean that it's going to be easy. Right. It's actually going to be harder. I think that's you know, the biggest mistake exactly. we've made. Yes. To, one of the biggest mistakes in the church mm-hmm. is we've made it seem like you're, everything's about to just vanish. Exactly. You're about to have a, a, a mythical, right. lovely life. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Sir. Well, that's good. Well, tell us, um, so you, you, you said it's the way that you respond to things. How should we respond? If we're a Christian, mm-hmm. if we're in the workplace, how should we respond to negative things in our life? Well, for me, I allow it to show through my walk. As clear as that. Yeah. I've had people point out, I mean, just this week, you know, uh, and this was like the third time on my on my new job. I've had a person tell me, you know, uh, man, you, you got a good heart, but, but, but sometimes you got to be able to speak on on some things, you know, you can't just let everything go. Everybody, everybody not the same, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I've heard this so much, you know, in my life since I've, I've chose, you know, to walk down this path that, that, that God has laid out for me, you know, but what I tell them, I was like, I never allow the things that happen that might cause my flesh to want to rise up mm-hmm. to change the, 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 the example and the presence that I have to show yeah. of who Christ is, yeah. you know, because at the, what I want people to understand is this, uh, your response to negativity. On the flip side of that, God's gonna show up every time. Yeah. And as long as you got that mindset that knowing that He's gonna show up, yeah. In certain situations, it's it's easier to let some things go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Flesh gonna say that it's hard to turn the other cheek, right. but at the same time, seeing the uh, the end result yeah. of God' response to how you responded to this yeah. situation, like it's always it's a blessing. It's submitting to God exactly and resisting the All devil. The way. And that's that scripture. Submit to God, that's resist the, the enemy. Yes, sir. And I think, you know, I think a lot of times we mess we mess that up yes, we because do. we buy into this. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's got got one of one vice. Right. Everybody's got something that they're exactly. not good at. No, I'm gonna whip my flesh That's into it. submission. Paul yes. say that. Look, I love this. First um, Corinthians eleven one. Paul says, "Be imitators of me." As I am of Christ. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. What does that speak to you, Pastor Mm. James? Be imitators of me if I follow me as I follow Christ. That's it. Yeah, follow me as I follow Christ. With that being said, I trust God so much. My faith is so strong in knowing that if I can get you to follow me, Mm -hmm then you'll be able to see uh, how much of a blessing Christ is. Right. How much, and you'll be able to see, like, whatever situation that you're in, yeah. God got you in the end. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to go through the process. Yeah. Because even when what he's uh, saying, you know, in this scripture, you know, it's not saying what I'm going to go through, you know, as I follow Christ, it's going to be easy. Mm-mm. But once people understand why you have to go through the process, you're being molded. Yeah. To become something better than what than what you That's what right. you were. Yep. You know, so uh, I think a lot of people struggle with that because they don't want to go through the process. Yeah, I love this scripture too, and it's and you're right. The closer the closer that you your walk is, the more people can see Jesus, That's and the right. more people notice who Jesus is. Exactly. Now I've been at the church now for almost a a year completely. Like I've been up here almost full time for a year, and one of the hardest things to do in full time ministry. Mm-hmm is being able to live a daily life that witnesses to people that don't normally come to the church. Mm-hmm. 
been the toughest the toughest thing to do and i knew this coming into it mm-hmm. because i had a buddy of mine who was a he was a full-time youth pastor and he said that he had to be intentional about being around people that didn't know christ so he started going to the gym and he got a personal trainer who wasn't a christian mm-hmm. just so he could live a life that represented christ oh, wow. to someone who doesn't know christ right. and that's hard when you work at a church and you're up here eight, nine hours a day, you drive in from Ravel for me. Then at four o'clock, I drive out and go back to Ravel, back home. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to have those real deep connections and interactions. So I wanted to encourage people today, and I want you to encourage people today that are in those workplaces that it is a position of influence. It Mm -hmm. is ministry that that can be done. Mm -hmm. Like people people feel like they don't have – a position in the church because they don't have, you know, they're not kids leaders or they're not coffee makers or they're not pastors or worship leaders when no, in all actuality is you have a huge, huge part to play in changing those people's mind that think that Christians are just hypocritical. That's our job to play. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's, that's what I see is, you know, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So we said our response to things really it just determines the way like the way that we love Christ. That's it. So tell me this now we're just going to kind of open up some doors here. When have you not responded well in a situation and have you seen that cause people that you work with to, okay. All right. You're shaking your head. You know where I'm. Yeah, you know where I I'm trying to go with that. Right now. You know um, where I'm trying to go. Like I said before, people they 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 expect perfection. Yep. You know, and they it, it'll never be said. But I mean, I've been in situations where it's like, like they're waiting for the ball to drop. Every day they're waiting for something to slip. Uh, your response to be all the way over the top. And I have been there. Uh, and, and my frustration has come from me trying to be the best that I can be, me trying to make the situation, you know, um, better, you know, changing uh, the morale, you know, whatever it is. And once you do so much in trying to bring people together and win people to Christ and one situation can take you over the top. And I've been there where I've, I've dropped a ball and went off no profanity was used or nothing like that, but went off, hurt some feelings. But what I did was I came back. Mm-hmm. I made sure everybody that was there, even people that wasn't involved, I brought, brought them back and I and I just apologized. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. I told him, I was like, look, I stepped out of character. You know, uh, I went before God and now I'm coming before you. you yeah. know, and I'm apologizing, you know, and I, and I remind him, look, I'm not perfect. I'm not, you know, but... In my walk with Christ, I feel like this is the right thing. This is the right response. So that's normally how I handle it. You know, I mean, <clears throat> it helps. It really does. And it, it and even in that situation, it causes people to look at you differently because mm-hmm. they look at it like, man, he really didn't have to come apologize. Could have yeah. just came back. It could have died off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it would have been another day. You know, yeah. but the fact that you know you come back, you know, and you you fix the situation. You know, even if it's been times when I wasn't wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, I still have to show uh, grace. I still have to show love. I still have to be an example. Yes, you know? sir. So that's what you, you know, we have to push ourselves. Yeah, that's good. And I got to see that with uh, with my active duty time 
that I spent in the in the Air Force. And now now that I'm reserve, it's it's hard. It's hard to gain that influence. It's hard for people to see really my fruit to to see the fruit in my life because I'm only there one weekend a month. I hate, I hate missing service, but it's, it's really been a blessing to me. But when I was active duty, man, I was there five days a week. People could see like visibly, you can visibly see there's something different because he don't look at this. He don't Mm -hmm. talk like that. He don't act like that. He works hard at what he does. If you're a Christian and you ain't working hard, what would you say? You might need to reevaluate yes. what's going on. A lot of reevaluating. Yes, Was sir. it Colossians three? Yes, sir. Says, do everything as if you're doing. Oh, it for yes, God. sir. Do everything as if you're doing it to God. Yes, sir. That's it. Completely Colossians clear. three. Well, this is what. So this scripture, uh, it reminds me of everything that we're talking about today. It's literally what. Christ opens up the Sermon on the Mount with, after the Beatitudes, of course, he opens up the Sermon on the Mount. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. So salt and light. What is is the salt? Because it took me a really long time to understand or to to even remotely kind of comprehend what Jesus is saying, mm-hmm. you're the salt of the earth. If salt loses its saltiness, what's it good for? What, so what does that mean, Pastor James? Wow, that's a good one, Pastor Coach. Yeah. Well, um, how can I put this, being the salt of the earth? Man, I feel like it's, if you look at it, and I, and I heard uh, Pastor T.D. Jake speak on this before, and from what I got from from him, he 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 did it almost like uh, talking about a recipe, mm. you know, and okay. and things yeah. that that are missing and things that that needed that that basically need to be added. Yeah, and uh, that's the way I look at it. I feel like as me being a Christian, yeah, I'm supposed to be in the midst of of of, of bad things to yeah. make sure that they change. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I look at it, and I feel like if we're not the salt, you know, what I'm saying. Right. It's like it's, it, it don't taste right. I just put it like that. It don't taste it right. It don't That's taste good. right. Exactly. Yeah. So if, if if I'm not there, like on my job, yeah, I feel like everything that happens happens for a reason. Yeah. God uh, ordained certain things to happen. Like I was supposed to be at my job, my new job now, mm-hmm. for the purpose that that I'm there, and yeah. I feel like I'm salt that was added. Yeah. I feel like it was it was something that was needed because a little so, flavor. Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's people that. We're lost, yeah. You know what I'm saying, and and, mm-hmm. and and needed, you know, a way out that are are are, are in our church now, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like I take no credit for that because God placed me here. That's right. God spoke through me, you know, yeah. and God allowed, you know, even my outer and and inner, you yeah. know, what I'm saying for people to be able to see to know that they can trust me. Okay, I need to go wherever it is that He's going, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's so. That's kinda- I love what you just said. You said I take no credit for that, and I think that's huge too. Is humility in believers lives yes that are in the workplace Mm -hmm. every day to say you know what i don't have it all right i'm still as 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 big of a screw up yes as ever but but christ helps me through those times you know i i look to christ and he's the reason why i'm like this because anybody can be good right right Mm -hmm. anybody can have good morals anybody can whatever they can just be a good person but without christ right. that's 
that's eventually just all going to be washed away. It's a house built on sand. It's Mm -hmm. not, there's no salvation. There's no redemption. There's no sanctification without the work of Christ. So I feel like now that you said that, I take no credit for this. That should have been one of my, that should have been my response Mm -hmm. when I was, a Christian in the workplace, people say, "Hey, you're you know their best person I know." Yeah. No, I don't take credit for this because yeah. it's not Colton; it's the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Exactly. When I think of salt, I think of uh, a preserver because that's come what they on, used it for. On. Yes, sir. Preserve the food for them. Wow. It preserved the meats. Yes. And I feel like that's you know what what we do in a way is we we preserve and if we're if we lost our saltiness we ain't good for nothing wow. things are just going to rot exactly. right it's just going to go really bad mm-hmm. and then the next verse it says you are the light of the world and that's easy i mean anybody we can we can explain that one because it's a flashlight <laughs> in the darkness exactly, i mean yeah. you just turn the room all, uh, a light off in a room and turn a flashlight on that makes a lot of sense we're the light of the world it's a dark it is. place out it there is. and a and lot of people a lot of people need it, you know. I mean, uh, I've been in a situation where my presence, you know, and this is how people would look at it, you know, like they would use profanity and be like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, man, my yeah. bad. You know, or I can see people on church grounds and they use profanity and, oh, oh man, oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. You know, but what I explain to them, I, I tell them all the time, I was like, look, the presence of God is always with you. Right. When I'm not here or when we're not on church ground. Yeah. So if you can have that level of respect for me yeah. or this building that mm-hmm. we're standing on, because we are the church. It's a bit it's just a building if we're not there. That's right. <clears throat> you need That's to right. have this all the time. Yeah. I appreciate the respect. I mm-hmm. appreciate that because of uh of the title that you see that I carry, mm-hmm. that you, you want to make sure you respect me. Yes, sir. But I, I tell them, look, I put it back on God because who am I? Yeah. You know, look, res- respect always. Yeah. Because Christ is always in your presence, mm-hmm. so that's one of the big things that I've noticed. You know, by by hearing this, and I don't, I don't really just put it out there. Mm-hmm. Only, per, only way a person knows that I'm a pastor is that they have came to my church or somebody right. else has told them. Mm-hmm. Like, if I didn't have this title, I'd be doing the same thing that I'm doing right. now. Exactly. You know, so I heard you say earlier. You know, people don't feel like they're doing anything if they're not teachers and preachers right. and ha- have these mm-hmm. titles. You're right. The ones that don't carry them should do the same, if not more, than what they're doing already. Yeah. Because all of us are called to do this. Mm-hmm. The titles are just, you know, positions, you know, because of, you know, this is where the pastor wanted to place us at. But at right. the same time, that don't mean your work stops. Mm-hmm. You still need to be working. Yeah. Like, you're not just out there to hold up a seat in mm-hmm. the church. When you leave that church, whatever you received, you can't just hold on to it. Yeah. You're there to receive it and to take it back out into the world. It. Exactly. People need that. I heard a testimony about a kid in high school. It was years ago. Kid in high school found Christ, was going through, just going through it, going through a terrible time. Just, I mean, literally debating life, life itself. Found Christ and was ecstatic, man. Just, just loved what Christ had done for him, what he represent, where he was bringing him to on fire for the gospel. Yeah. And he was at his locker one day. His the guy right next to him came up to his locker, opened up, and he shared Christ with this guy that was right next to him. And he said, "Oh well, I've been a Christian for years." Mm. And he said, "Why did you not tell me about this?" 
I needed Christ in my life way before I got him. And you could have told me something and you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, and we talked about that a little bit earlier is, is how many people wow. do we work with that desperately, need desperately it, need their lives dependent on it. Their families are dependent on it. They're, the, the, the country, dear Lord, the country is right. dependent on us to be living witnesses, examples of who Christ is right. in the workplace. Um, so that's that's awesome, Pastor James. I love you, man. Thank you um, for that. That's good. Do you have that's anything it. you want to add before I have <laughs> one crazy last question for you? Well, uh, the only thing is like what we were just talking about before. Um, it's good to study the Word. It yeah. is. It's good to stay in the Word. It's good to uh, continue in prayer. It's good to build a relationship with Christ. And all that I just said is building a relationship but if you you can become so full, if you don't release any of this to be able to help, you mm. know, help people. I tell this to my wife all the time because she stay in the word. She yeah. wake up in the word. She go to bed in the word. But I tell her, you have to put yourself in a position to be able to spread it. Yeah. Encourage people. You know, mm-hmm. you got to pull some people out of some places. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you're walking in it, it's going to show, yeah. you know, but every opportunity that we get, we got to make sure that we're trying to pull some people up, you know, because I really feel like the end is near. I feel like Christ is on his way back. Yeah. And I mean, like you said earlier, like if I, if I choose to carry any burden, that's the burden I want to carry mm. for God's people to yeah. want them to, to know who Christ is, to want them to be in a position to when that time comes, they can go on up to heaven as well. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, that's good. Pastor James, everybody, love you. Thank you so much. All right, you ready for this last question? I think I am, sir. All right. So, let me think of a good one for you. Uh Uh-oh. Because I was going to do one, but then I I might change it. What question do you have when you get to heaven? What's going to be one of, just, just one, like, I've got kind of like a running list in my head. Yes. I'm not going to share them all right here. Yes. Maybe we'll do another podcast of questions I'm going to have when I get to heaven. Yes. What are, what's a question, Pastor mm. James, that you're going to ask Jesus when you get to heaven? Hey, why wasn't Daniel thrown in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? It's in Daniel chapter 3. He was literally just there. Where yes. was he at, mm. Jesus? What are you going to ask Jesus? You know, I've never thought about that. And the reason every time I've fantasized about it or even dreamed about this because yeah. I want to be in heaven. Yeah. I just felt like I was just going to be like in awe. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. so amazed. You know, and of course it is. It's a lot of questions. Yeah. You know, I have questions now. Uh, I try to study and try to get information. Why did you make mosquitoes, God? Yeah. That, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Snakes and all this stuff, yeah. you know. And, like, why did we have to why do I understand now why we go through what we go through? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's all purpose, you know. But, oh, man, that's a, that's a question. That's well, a question. hey, you need to be working on that one. I am. Because yes, when sir. Jesus says, what questions do you have for me, James? Yes. I'm going to say, hey, I, well, I got a bunch of them. I'm going yes. to ask him. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll go to the next question. What do you think Jesus would be like if he sat right next to you today? What would Jesus look like? Clothes? Hairstyle, skin color, what would he look like? Height. Let's go ahead. We'll throw height in there too. How believe, tall do you think he was? I believe he would be tall. Like, yeah. Yeah, like seven seven foot probably. Nice. Uh, I feel like he'd be in very, slam dunking. Very, yeah, yeah. Very good shape. I can 
I mean, I can see the beard. I really can. Yeah. And I can see the long hair. And I know that's the, the picture that has been programmed right, in everybody's right. mind. But for me, you know what I always thought? I thought, and it might sound crazy, but I think he's going to look like what people in their own imagination expect him to look like. That's wow. what I really feel. Yeah. And it may be wrong, but yeah. that's what I always thought about. Because well, everybody got their own idea. Everybody. You know, but yeah. for me, honestly... I don't care what he looks like. Yeah. I want to, I'm just ready to see him. Awesome. I really am. Awesome. Yes, well, I love you, man. I love you too, Pastor. So much. Thanks for being here with us. Thank to the Point Podcast, me. Pastor James. Y'all show him some love. <laughs> hey, if you've enjoyed this, please like this, subscribe to this, share this with your friends. We're going to have somebody else in here next week. Love you guys. Have a great day.